Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'm totally convinced myself that reptilian aliens live with us. Uh, I've never seen one, thank God. I've seen enough crap in my life to know that there's a lot of strange stuff going on in this world we're not aware of, so it doesn't surprise me. But happily, I've never seen one. But I'm totally convinced that reptilians do exist because I have heard too many people who are very highly intelligent professional people that don't know, that do not know each other, give me their, uh, tell me about their experiences that they've had one-on-one -on -one with reptile aliens. And all of them are very credible people that if they went into a court and testified against you, you'd have a hell of a problem trying to make them a liar because they're eyewitnesses to this. And so they've told me as eyewitnesses what the, has happened to them about their <coughs> run-ins with reptile aliens, airline people, bankers, real estate executives, uh, doctors. So I just feel there's too much smoke not to be a fire. And then when you add to that all of the thousands of years of history of all the different cultures that talk about reptile aliens, put that with it, and I'm of, of the opinion that I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there is something to it, you know, because I do know that so much of what's really going on on this earth, we are not privy to see. We're not privileged to see a lot of stuff that's happening. I would say a classic example of what I'm talking about. Has any, have you, any of you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. Yeah. Skinwalker Ranch is in northern Utah. It's an area in northern Utah that um, it's just an extraordinary story of what's happening there, and it had been happen, has been happening for hundreds of years. But now that uh, certain scientific people have gotten involved, uh, it's become extraordinary. Uh, the kind of things they're recording and bringing out now and bringing to the public that's been happening there for hundreds of years. But uh, Skinwalker Ranch is owned by some people who finally sold it because they couldn't take any more. And they're seeing on that ranch, daytime and night, all kinds of things happening. It's kind of like a vortex for the occult world. 
let's say reptile aliens, dinosaurs, uh, animals, six, you know, dogs would have their backs at six foot high, dogs, uh, aliens, UFOs coming out of the ground, and all of this is being scientifically photographed and filmed, and, uh, and there's an incredible amount of off-to-wall strange stuff going on on that ranch continually. So, obviously, there is another world that's operating with us simultaneously. And so all the things that the ancient people have talked about, these aliens and, and demons and, and, um, and half-animal, half-humans, all these different things that the ancient cultures have talked about, and the Sumerians drew pictures of these hideous creatures, a half-human and half-animal. Uh, I've always thought, now, maybe those things didn't really exist. And so I'm of the opinion that this stuff does really exist because I've had way too many experiences of my own that showed me that there is a world going on right now simultaneously with us that we're not privy to know about. Once in a while it will happen to you and you will see something that you've never experienced before in your life. And the more I talk to people around town You'd be surprised how many ordinary people tell me extraordinary things that they've seen in their life. And uh, they don't know how to explain it, but it just adds one more nail to the coffin, one more thing that I've never heard of that's here. I was just talking to my, my good friend who owns some nightclubs in Los Angeles, and uh, I was down to his club, and we were talking about what I'm doing, and he said one night, a couple of the city councilmen from Los Angeles City Council came over and uh, they had some police there and they were just having some drinks after hours at this club in downtown and he said we were sitting out in the patio and he said we're all sitting out there, all these politicians and police chief and everybody and, uh, and uh, enjoying the evening and he says that while we're talking over our head came some kind of an luminous greenish looking ball with a long tail. And he said it just swam over us and swam around, or we watched it, and it swam on through the air and swam on and went on out into the city and was gone. And he said everybody saw that and thought, what the hell was that? And nobody knew. That's just one example of the kind of thing that I'm talking about. But there's all kinds of strange things going on right now in front of us that we don't see. And every now and then you'll see something. So. Again, I think that there is to this idea of reptilians. But the point I want to make on this one is, uh, well, I'll just show you. Are there reptilian aliens among us? I, I would say yes. Obviously, in movies, television shows, they're always showing these reptile alien creatures and motion pictures. Again, I am totally convinced for myself that Hollywood makes movies based on real things. Steven Spielberg, in one of his uh, interviews a couple of years ago, he said that I don't make movies to entertain, I make movies to comment on important subjects. I don't make movies to entertain. Well, he's made all kinds of movies about reptile aliens and Jurassic Park and 
ETs and extraterrestrials and all kinds of stuff like that he's famous for. And if he's not making those kind of movies to, uh, to entertain, he's making them to uh, comment on important subjects. So even the likes of Steven Spielberg feel this is important. Incidentally, if you can imagine how much money it costs to finance Steven Spielberg to make a 90-minute movie, if you can just imagine, if you contract with him to be the, the executive producer to pay for a movie that he produces, can you imagine how much money it's going to cost you? Because he doesn't go cheap. Well, he made a 19-hour television series. 19 hours. Somebody financed him to the tune of 19 hours for Steven Spielberg to make a television series called Taken, in which that was one of his most important subjects in his life, is this concept of aliens taking people. Um, um, not just reptile aliens, but the whole concept of other world entities coming and kidnapping humans. And... Um, so it was called Taken. Well, the movie Taken was, was actually comes from a book by Dr. Carla Turner, a lady doctor, who was probably the best UFO researcher in the world. As far as I'm concerned, she was top of everybody, all the best UFO researchers. But Dr. Carla Turner was, in my, my opinion, she was a doctor, probably, you know, some kind of a doctor before, but she got into the alien abduction subject and what she, her work was just um, phenomenal. I mean, she did some serious work on this whole subject of alien abduction. And she began to get into the connections between the U.S. government and alien presence, and how the U.S. government is working directly with the aliens. Soon after that, she was found dead, and her husband died later. Immediately after that came out, after she started talking publicly about the fact that the U.S. government is, in, is dealing directly with aliens and allowing these aliens to kidnap children, to kidnap people, kidnap humans, and are using them for experiments, um, she was found dead. What year was that? Uh, I'm not sure. Too many years ago. And I still have her lectures. As a matter of fact, her lectures are on the web right now. Just go to... Uh, Google video and type in Dr. Carla, K-A-R-L-A, Carla Turner, and listen to her and tell me if uh, it doesn't run, shows up and down your spine listening to this lady. She's very, very knowledgeable. She knew what she was talking about. And she's talking about the fact that when you hear people talking about these aliens, some of them being kind and, and good to us, etc., she said, you better go back and do your homework. This whole entire scenario of alien presence are entities from somewhere else who have come here into your planet, into your life. And uh, we don't know what their objective is or what their, what their uh, objects are. So it's foolish to think that any of them are dear and, and, good, and good and benefactors. We don't know who they are or where they've come from. Undoubtedly, people in government know, but they're not talking. Well, she found out a lot, and that's why she's dead. But as I said, uh, Hollywood is telling us a lot of things about the world, and they put it into movies. 
And so the reptile alien has been around for a long time in TV shows. <coughs> and, um, and even more so, um, this was in Time Machine. So reptile aliens, and then of course, as, uh, as you know, in the, both V, the first movie V, and the second one, um, these were reptile aliens who presented themselves as beautiful people, highly intelligent, very highly advanced, and um, the humans were taken in by them, humans wanting to uh, uh, be on the side of the winners. So. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, I talked about the dawn of a new day in one of my videos, and in the and in V, the second one, they talked about exactly what I was saying they were going to say. They said in V that there was a dawn of a new day in which the whole world was coming under a new world order. And I've said for years that the symbol for the new world order was the dawn of a new day, and I had the video came out and talked about that <clears throat> months before this came out. So there is something to the idea that Hollywood and government, military, are totally aware that there is an alien connection going on right now in point of fact, uh, and, and Hollywood is putting it out into movies, uh, military is doing it undercover, and government is acting like there's nothing, nothing to it at all. But um, I think that there's something very, very frightening going on. I think we are being invaded. <coughs> No concept that the reptile aliens look like humans. Well, that's not new. I mean, that's even in the Bible. The Bible says God made man in His own image and likeness. And I've talked to all the, I've talked to so many rabbis about this subject. First of all, the word God in the Bible in Genesis 1:1, when it says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." The word God is El Elohim. It's a feminine plural. It's not one God. It's gods, more than one. And then when you get into what kind of gods, well, they were, they were supposedly, according to Hebrews, they had scales. They were scaly gods, the Elohim, who created us. So, and we could talk about that too. I've got a lot of stuff on that. But the whole idea is that these reptile aliens are in motion pictures, they're in sci-fi magazines, of course, they're everywhere. And almost all of them have a ridge on their skull, a raised uh, flange or a ridge on, on, the, on their heads. I thought that was interesting a long time ago, and I picked up on that and started uh, doing some research on that, that this ridge or this raised part part on the head of the skull. Of course, we have the history of reptile aliens, and probably one of the most interesting books, and there's so many books on the history of reptile aliens on the earth, but this one's called Flying Saucers and Dragons, the Story of Mankind's Reptilian Past, and uh, this is published by Book Tree Publishing, my, our dear friends here who publish our books for us. Um, in San Diego. It's called Flying Serpents and Dragons. Excellent book on tracing the ancient history, medieval history, and modern day history of aliens interacting with humans, uh, reptile aliens interacting with humans. I mean, all of our stories coming out of the Bible showing reptile aliens. 
So, you know, we got a hell of a long pass of humans' intervention with aliens. Here in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, and you'll see the serpent is upright, standing upright, uh, conversing with Eve. Alien interaction and inter, uh, interplay between aliens and humans. Uh, one, one Hebrew uh, Jewish source on the Bible says, were Adam and Eve human? We're all familiar with the Old Testament account of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and how they ate the forbidden fruit. But what is not widely known is that there were other ancient religious documents that describe this, this event and tell us of a different and startling story. And the, uh, and, the, and the Jewish writings, the Haggadah, the wellspring of Jewish oral tradition uh, says the first result was that Adam and Eve became naked before their bodies had been overlaid with a horny skin and enveloped in a cloud of glory. And uh, then it goes on to say no sooner have they violated the command given them um, then the cloud of glory, then their horny skin dropped from them. And it talks about the second uh, quote was from another uh, source. This is the Christian Gnostic text. It talks about how now Eve uh, believed the words of the serpent. She, at, she looked at the tree and she took some time, uh, she took some of its fruit and ate and she gave her husband also and he ate too. Then their mind opened and they ate, and the light of knowledge shone for them. They knew that they were naked <coughs> in regard to knowledge. And when they saw their, their makers, when they saw their makers, they loathed them. Since they were beastly forms, they understood very much. So even in the old Gnostic Christian text talking about the makers, or the creators of mankind, were beastly in form. And if that's the case, then... Uh, we were made the image and likeness of our Creator, and so when we were made, the uh, the Jewish writings say we had horny skins. So, uh, and so the ancient world always showed kings and rulers and princes connected to serpents, <coughs> serpent queens. <coughs> some some of the uh, scientific books are theorizing if the dinosaurs. Um, somehow or another were able to evolve into um, other kind of creatures over millions of years. And of course there's um, Nicholas de Berry. Uh, he was a grand master of the uh, dragon's legacy or the dragon's court in Europe. Um, Sir, what was his name? Uh, what was the name of that uh, British writer that died, that did all the work on the bloodlines? Do you remember? Who was that? Um, a thin writer, I can't remember his name right now. Sir Lawrence Gardner. Lawrence Gardner. So Lawrence Gardner wrote a, quite a few books, large books about the bloodlines of the Holy Grail, about Jesus, bloodlines, etc. And uh, a very famous author, and I knew him well. We did some lectures together. Well, I found out later that Nicholas de Verre was a co-author in Europe with Sir Lawrence Gardner. But Lawrence Gardner didn't tell Americans that. That uh, most of the 
knowledge that Lawrence Gardner was bringing out in his books that we were reading here about the bloodlines of the royalty of Europe and the royalty of the bloodlines of Jesus and all that kind of thing. He was getting a lot of his information from Nicholas de Vere, who was <clears throat> a grand master in the dragon's court in Europe, a secret society, a very powerful ancient old order where they worshiped the dragon, the uh, reptile alien gods, and this is a very legitimate society. And, it's, and it, this is what, um, um, what was his name in, Vlad, uh, they call him uh, Vlad the Impaler. Who was this? What was the term they gave him? Dracula. Dracula. Dracula was actually a real man. He was a prince, and uh, he was very bloodthirsty. And, uh, but he belonged to, and at the time, Dracula was um, the, the head of the Dragon's Court. Today, Nicholas de Vere is the head of the Dragon's Court. And so Nicholas talks about, um, his book is called The Dragon's Legacy, The Secret History of the Ancient Bloodlines. And uh, on the bottom it says he's a Grand Master, Imperial, Royal, Dragon's Court. And so, as I said, he's, uh, he writes a lot about the concept of the reptile aliens who have ruled Europe behind the scenes. Wouldn't surprise me. Of course, in statues all over the world, statues of aliens, reptile aliens. I saw this one in England when I was in uh, England speaking on tour. I went to a UFO uh, exhibit. This guy had an incredible museum of all kinds of reptile aliens. And on the back wall, he would have the quotes from the reference books, from the Bible and reference books, uh, describing you know what you were seeing. So it wasn't like he was making these up. He was just showing you where this information came from and then designed creatures that looked like what, what was on the document. And um, you'll see the connection between the ancient reptile dinosaurs and what the human evolved could possibly look like. And as I said, there are statues uh, all over Europe in, implying that humans are being dominated by reptile aliens. Quetzalcoatl uh, also pictured as a reptile in Mexico. This is in, uh, I think it's in Finland. I think it's in Finland. Um, one of the Nordic countries where it shows a man being uh, molested by a reptile alien. Is that Gustav Wibland in Oslo? Yeah, could be. That's right, it was in Oslo. And now the woman. Yeah. Incredible. The eyes, the eyes of reptile aliens, reptiles, first of all, reptile eyes. The large eye uh, aliens that we are told, and the ancient people made statues of these alien creatures they said they saw. Here's one from uh, Kosovo, going back to the Neolithic period. You see, it looks like an alien with the uh, with the skin, the eyes. Why would these ancient people make representation of these creatures that they saw, and they look like reptiles? Uh, because they very well might have been reptiles. This is from Sumeria, the old Babylonian, Akkadian, Sumeria area of the world, Middle East. 
um, quite literally, a reptile head, reptile eyes. <coughs> and Lord of the Rings makes the reptile eyes. That's pretty uh, extraordinary stuff when you when you think about the possibility that maybe there have been for thousands of years before humans were on the earth, this may have been inhabited by a reptilian race. The human brain, with inside the, between the two lobes of the human brain, uh, down the middle, there is something called the reptilian brain. I've talked to doctors about this, and they say, yeah, that's the correct term to use. As a, there's a part of the human brain between the two lobes in the middle called the reptilian brain. And um, they say that when a human is developing in the womb, that it develops like a reptile. It has a tail, it has all the uh, accoutrements of a reptile, lizard or whatever, and then it begins to, begins to fill out and become more human. But when it's actually in the in the formative stages, it looks like a reptile. And then, of course, we have a reptile complex in the brain. It's called the reptilian complex in the brain. So I mean, you know, you've got to wonder why would science and, and medical science call this area in the brain the reptilian? Also, in comic magazines, <coughs> obviously. All kinds of comics over the over the years have always shown uh, reptiles actually at war, you know, wearing <coughs> uniforms. So they're not just animals; they are actually intelligent creatures. Aztecs and Mayas. Now the strange crescent heads that I talked about—these strange crest heads—is what caught my attention many many years ago. Matter of fact, I did a video on this quite a long time ago, uh, but I think it's so important I'm redoing it. The same idea of this crested head, this crest on the heads of reptiles and birds also. Birds are connected to the reptile world. So when you see those uh, reptiles with these crested heads, I picked up on this, as I said many years ago, thinking about this, and wait a minute. Crusted heads. Here's a here's a skull. You see the crest is a natural part of the skull. Natural part of the skull. This is not that important because we see it in all the reptiles until you start applying it to humans. Now, once, you, once we've established this is a reptilian a, a trait in reptiles, here is called a helmeted lizard. But you'll see the reptile um, connection between the reptile alien and the uh, lizard with the crested head. Then, uh, as we saw just before, from Sumeria, uh, Sumeria you'll see these reptile gods of men and women, crested heads. The heads of these figurines were styled by some, uh, they look reptilian, lizard-headed. And I'm just of the opinion that people back in the ancient world, uh, you know, were not dreaming this up for Hollywood. They were just making 
uh, statues of things they've actually seen. So I would be, as I said, would be a bit surprised if there are and has been on this earth reptile, intelligent reptilian creatures on this earth. That's what our ancient ancestors were trying to tell us. But this crested head bothered me because I see it in not only magazines and cartoons, but then you begin to see it in everywhere. Um, this crest on the heads of these aliens. And they're always green, they're reptilian. Then here's a giant uh, statue in uh, Persia with the crest on his head. Uh, prehistoric pictures drawn on walls with crested heads. This is a disc that was found in the Middle East. And on this disc, a uh, lot of interesting symbols on this disc, but one of them is um, uh, a man with a crested headdress. And of course here in the Aztecs and the Mayas, they have their gods with this crested head. And uh, here's a deity, a serpent having a plume on its head. So the more I got into this whole idea, this plume or crested head on these gods, and there's a serpent with the symbol too. Aztecs and Mayas also had um, their gods had crested headdresses. Which is implying, in my mind, that there's some connection between that that normal thing which we see on reptiles and it's applying it to humans. And so here's one of the ancient gods of the Assyrians with that same idea of the crested headdress, uh, crested head. In Africa, some of the gods, modern day, and then, of course, the Greeks and the Romans, their helmets were crested hairdresses, headdresses. So when you think about how the, this whole idea of this crested head um, has matured through the ages for thousands of years, and even the Mohawk Indians, the Mohawks had the same style crest and headdress. So I begin to suspect that there might be something to this idea of uh, a connection between here's in Hawaii, with God's crested <coughs> head. But what is the connection with these, uh, with this symbol of the uh, powerful gods in all the different nations of the world? And of course, in, uh, and this is in Hawaii, but then of course you have in Tibet. The Tibetans also have the same idea. So the question has to be asked, if, is it possible that there has been some kind of an interplay, interfacing of humans with extraterrestrials and reptile aliens? I think so. I think that's what's happened. And I think they're here now. I'm totally sure because I've heard, well, as I said, way too many stories that validate the idea that they are here. But they don't necessarily show themselves to everybody. Uh, if they're superior to us, which obviously they are, because they've either been here 
millions of years before we got here, or they've come here from somewhere else, and we haven't gone there, so they're superior to us, wherever they have come from. And when you look into Skinwalker Ranch, which I started talking about before, and the stuff that's actually happening right now today at Skinwalker Ranch with these kind of reptile aliens showing up on people's property, they're getting pictures of them, they're having confrontations with these reptile aliens. Uh, scientists have been out there, news people have been out there, so they do exist. So you've got to explain them somehow, either they're interdimensional beings, or they've come here from somewhere else, or they've always been here. Maybe we're the new guys on the block, and they've always been here. And we've heard all these stories about underground um, uh, installations and underground military uh, operations with reptile aliens. I've heard all kinds of stories from military people about that. So I would not be a bit surprised if we are being visited by other entities from other places in the universe, and we have been for a long time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.